Welcome aboard week number two. Hey, we can't be winners every week. We can't be winners every week. There's a bit of tension here in the uh, KO studio. Uh, Joel, Sean yeah. and Dan. Do you feel tension, Joel? No, no, no. I feel... I feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, because Joel I, someone's Sean, got tension. Joel and Sean have taken over the show. <laughs> and uh, let's put it out on the record. It was me that brought the bracket concept to the uh, uh, to the team. Yeah. Are, you, are you claiming the bracket? To, to Australia, I am. Yeah. <laughs> no one did brackets in Australia before. Right, eh? But here's the point. Come I on, feel, Captain Bracket. Here's the, here's the point. I feel embarrassed yeah. that we took all your money within 24 hours. What do you mean we took all your money? <laughs> Mate, all their money was gone. We took a lot of it. Mate, where Tony Brassel gives a tip out, we're, we're, we're tipping 60 to 1 shots and 80 to 1 shots and 30 to 1 shots. You tip me in shot. on Tony Brassel, and I'll tell you what, you're bloody right. He is tipping every bloody race in every uh, every tin pot place in the country every day. He so can't... Tony Brassel gives you a tip, right? It's your choice to back it, and we genuinely got behind our own tips at 80 to 1 and 60 to 1 yeah. and 30 to 1, whoa, right? Whoa, 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 whoa. And, they, whoa, whoa, and whoa, whoa. God forbid Stop. they got beat. Stop. They weren't 30 to 1 and 60 to 1 to 80 to 1. What were they? Because the creator of the bracket in Australia. Yes. <laughs> Captain Bracket. <go laughs> Captain Bracket. I like that. I bet on Thursday. I'm not telling you how I run my money, but Thursday's my betting day. Yeah. I get there on Thursday. It's now $26 and $51. <sighs> mitigating and mitigating factors. What mitigating factor? <laughs> People put a shitload of money on, all right, put a pile of money yeah, on. Yeah, that's what happens in the we, world of betting. Because we sold, yeah. Not, and share markets, it's supply and demand, Yeah, Daniel. but everything went down, Joel. Yes. Everything went down. That's right. What I'm saying is sports bet got gutless because all of a sudden, because <laughs> we sold it so well, mm. all right, and I feel bad because we sold the concept so What do you mean so you feel well. bad? Because everyone had, their money was gone by Saturday night. We f- we finished them off in two Wait, hours. Okay, let me, he finished them off in one day. Let me ask you this. The the bracket that you provided, did you genuinely believe yes, I did. that was the best option? Yes, I did. Did Sean genuinely believe that was the best option? Yes, but did the, I genuinely believe? The, yes. The point is this. The, the fun of it is it's almost impossible to get nine from nine, and that's why you get 31 and 61 mm. and 81. Now... Now these geniuses said, oh, let's do it again. <laughs> no, let's do it again. So, oh, give them the option. They're getting, they're getting behind it, let me tell you. Had a look at the book this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, so you'll the, fudge the numbers, mate. The punters, the punters are voting, the with their, voting with their wallets, Dan. Okay, well, Joel will probably get this podcast cut in four pieces so we can double the numbers that again. That doesn't the work, podcast. mate. It, oh, rubbish, they don't, it doesn't They don't work. rate it on that. Podcast rankings are on individual yeah, listeners, okay. Dan. When a radio station rates 0.5 or 2.5 yes. in Melbourne and all of a sudden it's number three in the podcast rankings, do you think they're not fudging the numbers slightly? Dan, the numbers oh, are break, individual <laughs> listeners. Individual listeners. They, they are. Okay, fine. If you can get Australian the people... Australian podcast if get, rankings. If you can get the people to swallow that, if you can get the people to buy the ads to swallow that, God bless you. But here's my point. I... It was a lovely once a year concept, and now you blokes. That you invented. Uh, no, I didn't say invent. I brought it to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I say Jacket. it with tongue in cheek. For the KO audience, I know I'm taking the piss, but uh, I've got to say that for the audio people. Mm. But now you're going to kill it. You're going to go again. And then what are we going to do? Another bracket next week with the three games that are left? Why not? Uh, cool. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, enjoy it. Go and sell it. Go on, sell it. Six dollars, eight dollars, fifty-eight dollars. Yeah, it's just a rank and file bet now. What about all? Look at the paperwork he's got going on. This, this, t- these this are two, my stats. Two games. Just wait. These are my stats. Everyone, you know what we should have done. 
We should have actually done the margins for him to get his little price up. No. We should have done them to no, win minus 12, being 13 plus. Now you're being an idiot. No, actually, we should anyway, it's we okay. I take, I I take back what I said about the tension, tension here. There's you cut ten, it with a knife. There's tension here <laughs> because these two want to run out, take over the show. The we little show options that Sterling and Ganane invented 10 years ago <laughs> just as a way of getting bonus bets, to be honest. Mm. It was a way of bumping up our numbers on the old uh, mm. Rush Hour podcast. I said to Sterling, why don't we do an extra one? We'll bump up our numbers and we'll get... Oh, that's a great idea. And Sportsbet came to the party, but now you two have decided, <laughs> hang on, we can just rip this off Ganane and we can just we can do Captain what we Brackett. want with Captain it. Brackett, look at him go. Captain Brackett. <laughs> off the bit. Uh, it was an enjoyable first way, even though we absolutely did our backsides. <clears throat> By Friday, 10pm, I think we all thought, oh, God, this is going to be boring until the GF, and then everything else uh, turned. It was a, fa- a fabulous uh, first weekend. Best outcome, I reckon for spicing up this final. South had to beat Penrith to do exactly yeah. that. If Penrith yeah. win, it doesn't even matter what happened in the knockout Yeah, I don't know. You can, you can argue the other way, though, because now we're not going to get the, the grand final that we probably should really get. You know, They've been the two clear best all if, year. If Penrith come out and whacked um, South, yeah. this week would just be all, okay, who's going to win through to get whacked next week? Don't you reckon, Dan? Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. South... South on a on a quick backup against two Parramatta. Mm. That's no walk in the park. The prelims would be. No, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Okay. That's all yeah, we need. Yeah, yeah, we'd yeah, we'd have an inevitable result. We, we, we'd the all be thinking, okay, this is now, all, all, all woman fluffy this week. Yeah, yeah you've okay. got a hard side of the draw. Soft. There is something inherently unfair about. Uh, but but Penrith could only have themselves to blame, that their reward is now they have to play Melbourne in the prelim while Manly, Mm. Manly, get the softest run you can imagine. They lost the first week, finished fourth, lose the first I know Noel Kane's going to bring up his top seven. (laughs) Don't let him down. Wouldn't wouldn't happen on Noel's watch. (laughs) I'm not saying... I'm not saying it's a perfect system, and uh, I think Manly. I, can I, could, the... I could hear Joel. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we all could. Uh, so, <laughs> Premiership Melbourne now. Mm. I'm going to say something crazy. I think two dollars ten is ridiculously long for the Melbourne Calm Storm. Down, you down. can't take it. You Calm can't. Down. You can't. Uh, there you go. Two dollars ten for the Storm. Penrith forward. Penrith are still ahead of South in the betting, and Penrith have to win one more game. Uh, and they have to beat Melbourne on their way there. Jeez, mm. that's a good... Those I, prices, I don't think South are going to win it, but I think that's a good price for South. Those prices, Dan, mm. and, and recency bias. I keep talking about this. Everyone's Melbourne Storm, everyone's sort of South, and Parramatta's back, and Penrith is shot, and Turbo's grounded, and all this sort of noise. Go back three weeks ago, and all, the reverse of all of that is basically true. If Penrith come out and whack Parramatta, the narrative changes... Completely, where as you mentioned, when we get the coffees, it could almost be a flip of the coin job, right? Mm. So Penrith is if, if they get past Parramatta, their assignment remains as it has basically all year. You need to beat a top four team, and you need to beat Melbourne in the final two weeks, mm. right? Yes. So everyone's sold yep. out on the Penrith Panthers. Those prices there have Melbourne Storm two dollars ten, which equates as a forty four percent chance of winning the comp. So everyone's already got Melbourne over the line. 44% means that you're a 56% chance of not winning the comp. This is game on, Dan. I'm not saying it's not game on. I'm saying two tens a very good price. $4 for Penrith. Um, you need a few, you, you need things to go their way now. Well, they probably will beat um, Parramatta. But aren't you not uh, – well, in fact, they're probably comfortably. But are you not concerned about what you saw on no. – 
You're not concerned? No. It happens on the racetrack all the time. And we're talking about this with ratings. South Sydney, I think, have ran a peak rating. And it's very hard for horses to repeat a peak rating. Melbourne Storm just about served up a peak rating. Penrith couldn't have been further from the truth. Mm. This, this, is, <clears throat> okay. this is way open. That's why like, lo- okay. losses, losses happen. And, and teams get up for, for, yeah, yeah. for one, one games, two games, you know, and whatnot. I, I, didn't see, I, didn't, I didn't see anything in that Penrith game to make me really... Want to jump off them completely? I'm not something current win. I'm just four dollars. Second favourite seems to be a bit skinny to me. Just a bit skinny. But anyway, uh, that's the beauty uh, of of week one but, but and the, getting the, a second chance. The, and the thing the thing is though, it, that if they do get past, and the, the same applies to Melbourne, if they get past Penrith, they're going off incredibly short in the grand final. More than likely going to be either. South or Manly that they face, mm. where they're clear favourites. We're in thinking that. like dollar thirty three dollars type stuff, something uh, potentially shorter. Now yeah. that would be a salivating, God bless Parramatta, but if, if Penrith get through a great prelim final, and uh, Penrith are getting through, you might have okay. Just I'm not going there. <laughs> it, it would be you one might... of the greatest bounce outs of all time, wouldn't it? Oh, if yeah. they if they went out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this week, if mm. Penrith went out, it would be one of the greatest sense. greatest evacuations of all time. Um, like St George '09 is one that yeah. springs to mind. Remember they won the minor yeah. premiership. Um, but four o'clock Saturday, Melbourne Penrith would be one of the great prelims. And you you two might have sports bet management wrapped around your finger, but you don't have the NRL wrapped around your finger. I told you Captain this Brackett. was going to change. I told you this was going to change because all it took, and and I, I appreciate Andrew Abdo coming out and saying we listen to the fans and the Melbourne Storm boss getting the credit. It would have been one phone call. It would have been the boss of Channel Nine, or it might have been Fox as well, uh, saying, "Listen, we don't we don't want half our audience eaten up uh, by the AFL Grand Final. Thanks, move our game. Thanks, and that's the end of it. And it's." You, you would have lost such a significant amount of casual fans. Yeah, your hardcore league fans, of course, are going to still watch the league, and that's a fabulous game. But I know we're going to disagree, but I think it's a, 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 the right outcome. I, I'd prefer it on a Sunday afternoon because there's still a week until the grand final. Both teams can have their appropriate uh, rest. But 4 o'clock Saturday, I'm fine with that. The issue with Sunday is that you're giving the other team nine days compared to seven. Does that you you being the former player? Does that matter it once does. you get past seven days? The, people have always told me yes, five days versus six days, huge. Six days versus seven days, huge. Once both mm. teams have seven days, it doesn't really matter. That's the way it's been told to me. Well, I, I disagree with injuries and things like that, <laughs> but. Let me ask you this, Dan. So we said on this podcast here, and I was stunned that this didn't happen, we had to schedule it so Melbourne's prelim would be on the Friday. We said that, didn't we? On this podcast. Yeah, I agree with that, yes. Right. You, you so did. in that event, if that was to happen, and we would still have the AFL pushing up on a prelim final. So that scenario, should that game also have moved to four yes. o'clock? Yeah, I, I didn't matter to me that it was Melbourne Storm. Right. Didn't matter to me. Now... You wouldn't have had the Melbourne Storm boss complaining. So I get your argument. Your argument was, hey, it's a chance to take some audience off the AFL. Firstly, your argument in this sense is right. The AFL moved into our territory. Why the hell should we Without move? consultation. That's fine. That's fine. Right. I get that. Now, the, you, special circumstances, but yes. Without consultation, though. It's a very easy conversation for Gil to jump onto the phone and say, hey, Pete, look, it's an unusual year. Mate, Not ideal for us. Pete but pots them every five yeah, minutes. But, but Why still, is he going to ring up? But still, just to say, listen, you guys do as you please, but due to circumstance, we're moving our grand final, which just so you know is going to coincide with your prelim Says final. Right? 
No, but it's it's just common courtesy, right? They're taking photos at the ATC together at the start I'm, of the year. I'm fascinated uh, while we're sort of on that point. The Channel 7, remember they put out an email last week, Channel 7 applause. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure they would have been as delighted once they found out there was a rugby league game up against it and a Wallabies game. Now, laugh all you want at the Wallabies, but they're, they're a guaranteed 300,000 people yeah, every, something off them. The, yeah. the, every game. That, that's a hardcore audience. Your rugby league's probably going to get on Channel 9, probably even in AFL grand final. Uh, up against it, I'd say four, 500,000. That's a big chunk out here. Of course it is. So I, I reckon Channel 7 were thinking, oh, maybe not. But... Uh, nine did them a favour. Nine don't care about the battle between Seven's AFL Grand Final versus their AF between the NRL Grand Final. Who who wins that battle? The battle of the Grand well, they Final. They don't care at the end of the year having the most watched show. You don't think they care? I think they care about the number. Yeah, the number of the NRL Grand Final is not affected either way, right? It does, does because that's on its own. But I tell you what, they would care about losing four hundred thousand viewers on a mm. Saturday night because of a clash. But how much, if if the pre if Melbourne Storm played on the Friday and the prelim hypothetically was Manly taking on South, uh, in opposition to the AFL Grand Final, how much does the AFL Grand Final with the Wallabies also on? How much would that lose in excess of half a million? So yeah, surely, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. But again, that's not rugby. How many viewers AFL loses is not rugby league's problem. Rugby league's problem is how do we maximise our own viewers, yes. and that, and that's my point. And that's my point. But um, they could have stuck their ground because they had the moral high ground. Mm. But anyway, we got there in the end. Yeah. For, and hey, it's a Saturday, we got there. We got it up. We, we, everyone's spoken about this. Yeah. Saturday Arvo Grand for, uh, Prelude. Geez, isn't that going to be a, Is that a big race? That's got to be a big race day. We're into the big yeah. uh, race day. So we're going to have um, big races at uh, Randwick. Oh, what a day. In, into a 4 p.m. So that'd be a barbecue. You know they're going you know to have to skip. <laughs> oh, hang on. Shocking day to be barbecue, in it. Yeah, but we're not. In, we're out of lockdown. Oh, at home barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> let's let's do a Facebook live so it's under the guise of work, and then we can just we'll, go, we'll come around to mine. I'll yeah, fire the barbecue. That. That's a that's a cracking idea. Uh, yeah, we're essential workers apparently. Um, uh, so the NRL uh, relented there. Where they didn't relent, uh, Mal Meninga. Uh, not being allowed to go back, and we won't spend long on this topic, but I found this fascinating. They won't let him go back and be a mentor for the new Queensland coach. The ARL Commission said, no, we have to protect the sanctity of state of origin. So no, now, that's good. I think there's a bit of merit there. Mm. But the only thing that comes back is he's copped a haircut in... Mm. I, I don't think it looks good to be running the Australian team and then siding with one particular state. Probably not. Do you? Probably not. Not but, the end of the world, though. For, no, just it, look. Do, do they do they need like do they need it? Honestly, seems to work when they do it. Like they brought him in. Well, they had Wayne Bennett last year, and they brought in Mal. You would think if one person doesn't need an elder statesman, it's Wayne Bennett, and it worked. We're overcooking things, I reckon. Just look, Billy Slater, <laughs> okay, Thurston Smith, get in there, boys, and have a crack. I think I think they'll I think they'll be okay. Yeah, they'll be Speaking there. of things uh, like uh, the prelim final that have been talked to death, Cleary and Bennett. Do we want to add any comments there before we're done? Oh, the only comment Beautiful. was I found it um, fantastic to watch live. That was unreal. It was great television. Yeah. I found it was – I tell you what, I, I, I called that and would felt exactly the same as everyone watching it. What a fabulous game. Mm. And that turned the finals on its head. 
And yet, for the next twenty four hours, all we're talking about is Cleary Bennett. I just thought that was and 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 why not? Because it was a great battle, and yeah. I was in, absorbed by that as well. But I thought, geez, we've lost sight of the fact that Penrith season. That yes, they'll, they'll probably turn it around this week, but has probably been stuffed. Mm. And yet, we're talking about two coaches going at it. We, but, all, we, but, we but, always say, you know, oh, Bennett, the wily old fox, he, yeah. he's always two steps ahead. That was an absolute masterclass. Yeah. What he what he gave in that presser, that was unreal. But and you'd be pleased to know, Captain Bracket, that I have got the meeting again in the grand final. Oh, when are we doing the brackets? End of the show. <laughs> we'll do them at the end of the show again. Oh, by the way, uh, our, our producer Cam, he sent this through: uh, the Golden Rose and the Underwood Stakes oh. at Caulfield same are on day. on the same day. Probably so around not, the same time. Can, four four can p.m. late in the day. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Any races are good. Are good races on days like that. Oh, fantastic. And it'd be nice to have, yeah, a five dollar winner in the Golden Rose pays the same as a five dollar winner at uh, Warwick Nabeel. Um, I've seen the future, gentlemen. I've seen the future of broadcasting, and I'm glad uh, that we're on the KO platform because I think this is where this sort of stuff is going to be uh, where it's housed. Last night, Monday Night Football, big mm-hmm. event, ESPN, right? Yep. And um, ESPN Australia runs it as well with the same three ads. The shaver shop guy, the mosh ad. I still don't know what the mosh ad's about, by the way. Wayne Carey. Is it about hair loss or is it about mental health? I don't know. Um, But in America, they had main broadcast on ESPN. Mm -hmm. And it was also retransmitted on ABC. But but that main... And then on ESPN2, the Manning brothers, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning called the game from home. And when I say called the game, they sat on their couches and they basically chit-chatted while the game was on. This is the future. Like it. It, it, As an alternative, you have your main coverage, but then they brought in special guests, Charles Mm. Barkley, Ray Lewis, uh, Russell Wilson... Um, Sorry, who brought in the special guests? The, the, Manning, the Manning boys. boys. The Manning boys. The Manning boys. Yeah. So you see them on the screen on the on the left side. Yep. And then the game happens on the right side. Yeah. And when things interesting are happening in the game, they stop the conversation and they're and they're, and they're just because they're former works Super Bowl beautifully winning. for the NFL with so much stoppage and yeah. and free free air to sort of fill, fill the gaps. But I I agree, it's a great concept, and there's something in. It's almost like a goggle punters goggle box yes. type scenario. We saw that the vision of the lads that got that got chinned by the um, manly covering a couple of weeks ago, oh, where yeah. they're jumping around the lounge yeah, room. Yeah. If you could actually sit down and watch four or five punters ride their anymore. ride their bets home, yeah. that would be, f- including myself, I'd be happy to put my hand up and yeah. you can see me throw the remote control around <laughs> my lounge room. That would be fantastic. No, too, oh, well, we're working on grand final day. That's a get them on side thing. That can be. Yeah. Uh, we could be the. We can be. You know. We can have Captain Bracket and Captain um, yeah. Alternates. Yes. Captain Alternates. Uh, let's do Bambies. Now we'll flutter with emails. Dan, where was your Bambi last week? Um, uh, I'll, t- I'll give you this Flooded advice. With what's what's your email address, by the way? Get them on site at getemonsite.com. When anyone on radio or TV, particularly radio, says email or tw- they're making it up. Complete, and usually on the Complete spot. bullshit. Right, it's complete bullshit. Yeah. That's, the, that's the joke. Um, 
<laughs> I like it. So I was flooded with emails. Yeah. And uh, basically, take this to the bank. If you don't hear me doing a Bambi, it means I was edited out. Yes. And uh, that's what <laughs> so happened. You did do one. It just didn't did. make it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did one. And uh, I don't think this will be edited out. But anyway, you boys can kick it off. Okay. I'll, I'll start, Shawnee boy. Go, take uh, this has really got me really angered because... I've brought this to the ideas committee many times, right? And, and again, we find ourselves confronted oh, no. with this situation. Get the list out, Dan. We're Get about, the to, list we're about out, to add one. Right? <laughs> it's just blatant common sense. So in the racing, right, there's a Melbourne Cup. We're knocking on the door. Week prior, there's a trivial suspension, which gets deferred after the Melbourne Cup. Mm. So the jockey can ride in the Melbourne Cup. Makes complete sense, right? How often, how many people in rugby league players have busted their ass their whole life to get to a moment like a prelim final or a final or a grand final for a little accidental knock to wipe them out. And I'm so against that. You just, for whoever writes these rules, go and spend one day in one off-season and see how bloody hard these players work and then tell me that a player like Sam Verrills, right, and by the way, to the Roosters fans, the NRL's not against you. That That's the greatest conspiracy of all time. The NRL's not against you. They've had a few things go their course, way this year. Yeah, well, Rhea Hargreaves got off once or twice at the judiciary But there's this, this narrative out there that the NRL's trying to get stuck into the Roosters. That's crap. But in saying that, Verrills, and he's only one example, and more will happen this week. There'll be somebody who uh, has to go to the judiciary or there's a suspension, whatever the case, who risks missing out on a prelim final for something that is accidental and unintentional. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous that Verrills, the poor bugger, and luckily for him he's won a grand final already, scored a grand final try, but he should not be missing a major game because of that. If you're contracted to a club the following year, let them defer the sentence so Verrills can miss rounds one and two next year. The same act in round four, you miss out on rounds five and six. It's not the same as missing out on a final into a prelim final. So under, it's so wrong. Under your model, is Latrell Mitchell playing in the finals? Very good question. Latrell Mitchell. Mm. No. See, so for the more minor acts. So you're saying grade one. So yeah, the grade. Well, 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 he's a grade two effectively, right? But it's a trivial, accidental, clearly accidental, not reckless. Here's the problem, Joel. You're right with your concept, but you have to draw the line somewhere. Too much grey, and that's mm. the grey. You're gonna, you're gonna have to. You've just grey. Grade one would be the easiest, and then grade two falls on the other side. Okay. Of it well, anyway. Well, Billy Slater, for example, right? Billy Slater, when we had all that circus, should he play on that? He shouldn't have missed it. He, he did play, of course. He shouldn't have even been disgusted about missing that grand final for that little ranked shoulder charge. No way, Jose. Yeah. He's playing in the grand final. If it means he misses the first three weeks next year, so be it. It, it is so wrong that Sam Verrill is out. It should be like the chase. <laughs> should be at the top of the chair. And you have the choices. <laughs> grand final, but on top of that, eight weeks or origin, yeah. right? You pick one. Yep. Pick one. All right. But didn't David Fafita missed at origin, didn't he? For something trivial. I can't it's remember. So, it's Been so ridiculous. Bring, and Volandis has got the horse racing background. Bring that in. I like... I do I do like the concept. It's just the grey. We don't need any more grey in the game. That That's the only... That's where it falls over. But it's no more grey than now. What's the difference? What's grey about now, though? Well, you're either, is it a grade two or a grade one? What's the difference? Yeah, but it, it, but if it's if it's, round, right, if it's, it's round four, area. it's still it's still the same grading if it's grand four, grade uh, round four or uh, semi. Problem is, Joel. It all no matter what system you come up with, it will still always come down to yeah. the judgment of one human to say that is grade two, that is grade three. Uh, yeah, grand finals with two hundred percent of a final 
which is worth 200% of a week And for, for what it's worth, what we should be talking about here is the fact that he actually got suspended in the first place. I, regardless of when this incident occurred, I, I, I think he's very, very unlucky to miss any football for this uh, penalty on the night. More than enough. For, he was square... Square to the player, bracing himself for a tackle, didn't lean in or anything. And, and was it Brian Kelly? Yeah. His yeah. head just smashed into his broke shoulder. Broke his nose. But he broke his nose. Yeah. And, that, but, um, and that's the problem is I they take that into account. and bust my nose, but... I, I'm not saying it's right, but that's as soon yeah. as Brian Kelly broke his nose, you knew that was going to have ramifications. Ramifications, I actually... I had roosters plus ten and a half... And then when I heard the Verils news, no, 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 that, that's, they've got too many uh, things to overcome. All right, uh, Sean, uh, just a little one for me today. We, we, if you follow the F1 or just sport in general, you would have seen Daniel Ricciardo uh, had a win on the weekend. Now, the, the fuss that's made when he wins a race or even finishes on the podium. Oh, did he? Did he do his trademark? Shoey, Shoe, yes, Daniel. Right. <laughs> now. You're not. You're trying to be the man of the people and whatever. That's great. But if he's flying around on private jets, he lives in Monaco. You're not a man of the people, all right. The shoe has been done. And it's been done to death. And to call it a trademark, and everyone gets in. Oh, did he? Oh, did he did the shoey? Yeah. And the media comes on, and Daniel Ricciardo celebrated with his trademark shoey. Well, it's not a trademark. I'd this suggest. Is, I'd this suggest. This is what Bambi was designed yeah. for. I would suggest there's a few bogans out in Punchbowl that are speaking to their trademark lawyers about now about <laughs> who just really owns a shoe. It's not Daniel Ricciardo getting around on a on a private jet. Do you think it, um, there, there was debate? Uh, there was a very famous scene at the end of World War Two where a guy, the Dancing Man, is dancing down George Street, and, yeah. and then there was about six blokes fifty years later that claimed it. I think in 50 years there's going to be a, oh, yes. an a current affair story where a bunch of 80-year-olds are going to claim to have done the shoey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Daniel Ricciardo is not going to be anywhere to be seen. Um, Ravi Shastri is possibly the most arrogant man in sport. Uh, he killed off a test series because he wanted to launch a garbage book and has continually thumbed his nose at authority. And I'm fascinated by Indian cricket's arrogance in general mm. and i think it's to do with the fact and we're going i'm going into very serious issues here how they have been treated as a nation for centuries particularly by england um and they are getting their revenge on the world and they're using cricket as the conduit mm. to just say we run the show here and if we want to have a book launch and if we want to kill a test uh, the fifth test and kill a series Nothing you can do about it because you know what we are the money, and we and we run the world. I don't know if that'll get edited out, but uh, <laughs> we run the world. We'll, we'll, well, little Beyonce song there. I'll say this too: it's wonderful. Cricket Australia has taken a stance against Afghanistan and not going to play them. A little convenient though, isn't it? If it was India that uh, banned women. Do you think Cricket Australia would be so fervent in cancelling test matches? It's easy when it's a weak link. Easy when it's a weak link worth no money. Anyway. Just for our viewers too, by the way, Dan Ganane, if you're listening or watching, has just done a Bambi. If you didn't see it or haven't heard it, it's been edited out. So just leave your emails alone. Uh, That's it. Joel? Uh, Enjoy your week, folks. Uh, Good luck for your teams. Most importantly, gamble responsibly. They're sending a message. Outside, and the field is set to run. Sorry, everyone, it's, it's, it's just... we're still alive in the quaddy. Sportsbet's new bet with mates. Start your group and share in the moment. New from Sportsbet.